Hello pod, I'm Chris Hewitt, and while the regular Empire podcast is on holiday for one more week, we're back next Friday, January 13th, folks, which is unlucky for, well, everyone. Here's a little bonus episode to tide you over. RRR, now streaming on Netflix, was one of the most critically acclaimed movies of last year, and rightly so. SS Rajamouli's action and song-packed three-hour epic told the tale of the imagined friendship between two real-life Indian revolutionaries, Aluri Sitarama Raja, played by Ram Charan, and Komaram Beam, played by Junior NTR. But that brief description of the plot won't prepare you. You're not ready for the incredible action sequences as these two superhuman men come together to soar, leap, punch, and kick anything that moves. It won't prepare you for the phenomenal musical sequences that pepper the movie. It won't prepare you for its harder-hitting edges, nor the genuinely affecting friendship at its core, as the relationship between Ram and Beam ebbs and flows before the two come together, quite literally, with Ram on Beam's shoulders for the fiery climax. It's a movie that was celebrated and embraced by Western audiences, with some of the finest action directors on the planet praising Rajamouli's sure touch and handling of the insanely OTT action scenes. Now considered one of the finest action directors on the planet, I jumped at the chance to interview Rajamouli when he came to London late last year. We talked about the film's incredible success, his working methods, some of its major plot twists and turns, and action sequences, and he was an absolute delight. But needless to say, this is an interview that is pretty spoilerific. It also exists on our RRR Spoiler Special over at our Spoiler Special subscription channel, which might give you a clue to how spoilerific it is. So do not listen to this unless you have seen RRR. There you go. That is my recommendation to you. And now, without any further ado, here is my interview with SS Rajamuli. Do please enjoy. We are delighted to be joined on this RRR podcast special by the film's director, S.S. Rajamouli. How are you, sir? I'm great. Thank you for having me. Oh, no, it is an absolute pleasure to be here and talking about this this rip-roaring ride, RRR, <laughs> of, of a film. Uh, I mean, it is absolutely incredible. You're here in London. You're, you've, just, you've just told me that you're here at the, uh, the tail end of four days of... BAFTA Q&As and, and you know, just generally talking to people about the movie and, and getting it out there into the awards conversation. Is this aspect, is this beyond what you were hoping for with the movie? I, mean, I imagine you knew it was going to be a big, big success, but the way it's broken out yeah. must yeah. be a surprise. Yeah. Uh, 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 the film getting the kind of reception it is having right now in the Western world itself is something that uh, I never, ever expected. So me presently campaigning for BAFTA or Academy was something really out of my radar. Uh, uh, so I, I never, ever imagined that I would do this. Uh, yeah, so once we started getting the appreciation uh, for RRR from outside the Indians across the world, Initially, we thought this might be the friends who came to the film along with the Indians. <laughs> that that must be the reason. Then as it started getting bigger and bigger, literally going into uh, thousands of uh, uh, tweets on, on, on social media mm. and uh, uh, critics, celebrities, directors, story writers, reviewers, gamers, when everyone, when people of repute started uh, appreciation, appreciating the film, mm. we thought 
God, we made something big. We, we made something bigger than we imagined. <laughs> well, so, certainly today, I know what I want to talk to you about. I want to talk to you about, you know, this this incredible central relationship, this this really complex friendship between Beam and Raju, mm-hmm. and and the way that you advance character through action and the way you advance plot through mm-hmm. through action as well is just is is mind blowing, mm-hmm. but. Before I talk about the things that I want to talk about, what are, what are people talking about when they when they talk to you about the film? What's the sequence or sequences that they're that they're talking about? Mostly, they will talk about the the explosive uh, uh, sequences. Uh, the highest thing they would talk most of the people talk about is the is the dance sequence, not to not to uh, a dance sequence, yeah. and they go into uh, uh, the animals crashing into the party uh, yes. uh, sequence and one man against 10,000 people uh, sequence. Both the friends joining uh, for the first time, joining hands underneath the bridge. Yeah. The climax uh, uh, sequences, the whiplash, whip, whiplash song, uh, uh, the whipping uh, song. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, whatever I expected people would react uh, two uh-huh. in, in the film in India, those are the exact things which people are reacting across the world. Because you, you almost—I I don't know how you—you know—in terms of that's pretty much the list I had, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> but it, when you're structuring the film mm-hmm. in the edit suite, mm-hmm. I, I'm fascinated. It feels to me almost like you're a a a, a band. That is putting together a set list, and you're getting okay. This song here will get the audience on their feet at this optimal moment. Is that partially what you're doing in terms of parceling out the spectacle and parceling out those action sequences, mm-hmm. while at the same time keeping an eye on the way that the the relationship between Beam and Raju is constantly shifting, the dynamic is constantly shifting. Uh, see. Uh- I I do that, but not on the editing table, but on the writing table itself. Right on the writing table, right from on the writing table itself. So uh, for me, uh, in my mind, uh, one thing that I constantly uh, strive to get is like one emotional high, one spike, emotional spike once in every ten minutes. So I should the audience who are watching the film should get some kind of high. It can be an action sequence, it can be a dance, it can be a a simple uh, scene that evokes laughter. Whatever, whatever it is, every ten minutes there there is there should be something which will snap the audience out of uh, out of comfort zone. Yeah, if they if if, if at all they are in their comfort zone. I don't think we're in the comfort zone. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> in our, so, our so that is one thing uh, constant, but at the same time, uh, it, I should be very careful in how I am getting those sequences. There should be an emotional requirement in the story that make allows me to do that. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the, the moment I select a story of like, I have two extraordinary human beings mm-hmm. who are very focused in achieving what they want, but in in the process of achieving that their paths will put them against each other mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so they have to fight but unknowingly before they realize that their their paths are set against each other they become friends yeah that is enough for me to that simple line is enough for me to understand oh my god i can have so many emotional highs 
uh, and each emotional high leading to an extraordinary action sequence yeah. in the in the process so that's my think thinking process that's amazing and and also how much do you think about the hierarchy of the friendship and high and the hierarchy of the relationship someone always seems to have the upper hand mm. until the very end when the two of them come together yeah i mean literally on each other's on you yeah. know on shoulders which yeah. is which is amazing yeah. but it, it it struck me that raju in many ways has the upper hand mm. a, a lot of the times so mm. he's at, he's at the top of the hierarchy mm. um you know he is you know during during natu natu he 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 effectively lets beam win mm. he is you know he wins the fight between the two of them at, mm. at the mm. after the attack on mm. scott's scott's uh, encampment mm. and of course you know, at the end he is the one who mm effectively let beam kill scott mm. when he could he could have done that himself mm. as mm. well mm. so in your mind was he in a way always at the top of the the hierarchy of that of that relationship no uh, uh, for me um, uh, it is quite equally uh, balanced one thing that i was pretty we made uh, uh, to make a very important point is that by the end of the film mm-hmm. people should be equally emotionally attached to both those both those characters that is one thing and it it is a, it depends on which perspective you see the characters if you see from the beam's perspective he's the person who uh, who saved ram's life mm-hmm. from uh, from the snake bite he's the person who told ram that uh, 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 that i am going on a mission yeah i would like to take your help but because in the process i might we might get killed but i don't want no harm to befall of course, yeah, on yeah. you uh, yeah. so that's the reason i'm leaving you back and uh, uh going alone it is the beams uh unyielding uh, uh what do you say power not power unyielding mentality mm-hmm. uh even when he is whipped when is the blood flowing out of his uh body yeah that he doesn't kneel yeah. to uh, uh to his oppressor that what that's what makes ram realize that even though his goal is correct the path that he has chosen all this days is wrong was was wrong yeah. so beam inspired him to to uh, to choose the uh, right uh, right mm. path and it is beam who got the guns from the crumbling building uh ram's aim to fulfill his uh aim yeah. so it depends on which perspective you see the character and that's my intention too when uh, i don't want to equally place them at every point at mm. one point i wanted one person to ebb up flow up and then i wanted the other person to go up it is it is a kind of ups and uh, ups and downs but by the end of the film you should love both of them equally Mm. so that is my intention as a as a writer and a director so when you when you're sitting down then to uh to plot out the film uh you know we should maybe jump straight to the end mm. that incredible sequence where the, the two of them do come together and mm. and and ram admits that he was wrong i mean that's a really powerful moment when he's in the underground cell and yeah. the two of them come together they clasp hands um but you go straight into the sort of the release of that incredible sequence mm-hmm. where they're on each other's shoulders yeah. it's it's mind blowing yeah. and they're they're specifically pointedly not using 
modern weapons yeah. in that sequence as yeah. well. Yeah. Was that always where you finished it when you, you know, where is, when you sat down to, to, to write this, when you sat down to, to visualize this, was that always how you saw it ending? It was, it, it was a bit of a uh, uh, struggle. I mean, one thing that we clear was uh, both of them uh, uh, doing a piggyback ride and, and uh, doing the action sequence. So uh, until that point of time, both of them are individually fighting their battles. But at the end, when they join the hands, I wanted to, them to come together, literally together, uh, literally together. So it is one person who is 10 feet tall, uh, who has two legs and four hands fighting, uh, uh, fighting against a big enemy. So literally, that's how I wanted to bring. But using the weapons was, a, uh, was something that, uh, that I had to struggle a lot. Because on one hand, in in the real uh, in the real history, Alur Sitaram Raju, mm -hmm. uh, uh, towards the uh, when he started revolution, he dressed him himself as a warrior saint mm -hmm. in saffron robes and long flowing hair, beard with with uh, a bow and arrow. Mm -hmm. That's the get up. That's the uh, yes. get up that we gave Raju towards the end of the film. Yes. Uh, so. In the history, he had bow and arrow. I want to connect that dot to that point. Uh, but at the same time, in my film, the story is about getting the guns. Yes. So, so I, it was a bit of struggle. So I think we used uh, here and there. On, on the piggyback ride, we used the guns uh, to an extent. Yes. Then uh, when he is in, uh, in that uh, warrior saint uh, attire, we gave him the bow and arrow and again added grenades to the arrow to again use the mo modern weaponry it's a bit of struggle i wouldn't say it is it it was an easy thought but yeah yeah but of course it also brings to an end this the it finishes with that wonderful um capper i guess mm -hmm. of the 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 running motif that runs all the way through the film which is scott's um, speech about an English bullet yeah. and how much an English bullet costs yeah. and how much you know yeah. you, you cannot waste an English bullet. Yeah. Um, pretty much from the moment that he first starts saying that, yeah. you, you you can imagine that he might meet his end yeah. <laughs> <laughs> at the wrong end of an English bullet. Yeah. But how important was that running theme for you? Uh, two two aspects to it. Uh, one is uh, uh, Scott uh, talking about the bullet and. Ram giving it back uh, in the end. That is a part of a writing. When you plant some some thoughts, some ideas, some visuals, some dialogues in the beginning of the movie or in the course of the movie, and bring it up again in a in a better better way or or reversing it, mm -hmm. people enjoy that. Yeah. Audience enjoy that. Love that's it. a that's a nuance of uh, uh, film writing. Yeah, like you are talking about the piggyback ride but we established that in the in the friendship song when beam yes. puts ram on his shoulders and he's just uh, doing the <laughs> sit-ups uh, 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 sit-ups and it at that point it looks like a, a nice funny yeah, funny just... funny scene it makes you feel oh beam is quite strong but at the end when you really see him uh, putting ram on his shoulders in a much more emotional stronger way it enhances it multiplies yeah. the uh, the effect the same way the dialogue uh, too uh, it uh, uh, it's it's the nuance of film writing. Mm. Coming to the colonial colonialism uh, and the effect of colonialism on on the on my country or any other country, I was pretty much sure I was not 
talking about that aspect uh, in the film mm-hmm. what i done is what i have done is essentially a uh, a uh, uh, a fictional movie mm-hmm. even though the characters are real the entire story is fictional mm-hmm. there were uh, there were no historical accuracies in in the languages in the situations in the characters in the in the costumes it, it was not not an accurate account uh, of 1920s india mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, a wrong sentence would be the british are villains in the in the film mm-hmm. the right sentence would be the villains in the films in the film happened to be british yes. <laughs> so that that is the way because alluri and kumaram fought against the british or died in the hands of the yeah. british yeah uh the villains happened to be british and and uh, uh and because i had very little screen space to work on the uh, on the characters i didn't give them too many dimensions they're single singular in their dimensions the villains yeah for me i i was telling the story of a friendship yeah not the story of freedom struggle of india even though the characters are freedom fighters i was not telling the story of freedom struggle i was telling the story of a friendship and uh, i i know you spoken in the last couple of weeks about how work has tentatively begun on a possible sequel mm-hmm. to this mm-hmm. can you say about anything about where you are with that and because this is such a fictional story mm-hmm. does that give you the license again to do that again if you were to continue to tell a story with these characters because obviously you know they 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 met very tragic yeah. ends in in real yeah. life yeah but you have a, 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 a fair amount of leeway mm. i think to work with before before that yeah yeah absolutely it's, it's going to be fiction again no doubt about it i'm not going to the history part of it uh, uh we we had many ideas of how we could expand uh, rrr in the initial days of the euphoria of success of the film mm. but none of the ideas were really great uh 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 so we left it at that uh, but recently few weeks back when we were discussing that again uh, uh me my father who is a story writer mm-hmm. and my cousin who is the uh, another story writer mm-hmm. we are the essential uh, core story group uh, my cousin suddenly came up with an idea which we thought was great this is great this is something we can't let go and uh, i asked my father to to spend time on the story and etch etch it out to to spread it out and make it into a a complete script uh that is definitely on writing mm-hmm. the script if, is definitely on because mm-hmm. we are really kicked up about the idea uh, uh but once the script is done is that is when we look into uh process of uh, how to bring this to screen at mm-hmm. present we are seriously into writing it Okay, interesting. Uh well, what's next for you? Have you have you lined anything up? My next film is with uh Mahesh Babu, is a a big star in in uh, Telugu cinema. Uh I wanted to do a um an adventure film for a, a long time, very long time. Indiana Jones is is my absolute uh, all-time favorite uh series. I wanted to do something on those lines, much more modern, much more uh expansive uh, in its setting. uh uh an action sequence happening in all corners of the world amazing uh so yeah that's what we are writing now fantastic wish you all the best with that and uh i 
And just then to go back to this this wonderful relationship that that runs all the way through the film, um, I, I wanted to talk about the way you introduce them. Essentially, both both going through feats of, of you know displaying feats of strength, feats of mental strength. So you have Ram fighting <laughs> basically ten thousand people, which is amazing. You have these larger than life mythic introductions to them you obviously have beam fighting against uh, tigers and all sorts of wild animals um both separately mm. both displaying great prowess can you talk about about starting off with with that that is basically setting the tone of the uh, uh tone of the film uh i wanted to show them as as uh, human beings with extraordinary determination mm. and that determination gives them uh extraordinary physical strength uh of course you see ram fighting 10000 people beating them beating his way through but subconsciously you also see that he's not angry with them mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. he's even though he captures one person throws him on the feet of the british officers you see that he's not angry with that guy mm-hmm. in fact you see that he's sad yeah uh, uh so unknowingly you understand oh my god this this guy is one hell of a guy <laughs> but but you also know there is something going behind him yeah audience subconsciously know it and same time when you see beam uh, the way he is uh, struggling with the tiger he's fighting with the tiger and in fact he actually literally says that he's sorry he yeah. he, he he tells the tiger sorry bro, and he says brother yeah sorry yeah. brother uh, i'm doing uh something for my uh, uh selfish goal I, i apologize to you and all throughout that you see that he's not angry with it and in fact he's sad yeah so both the things tell you these guys oh my god these guys are like great yeah. uh, uh they they are uh they can do extraordinary things and you are ready to see those extraordinary things what's going to come further on the screen but at the same time you also sail with them personally Mm-hmm. you mm-hmm. you if uh if i if i find a personal affinity with those characters uh, so those two things are very important and uh, i think with the two introduction sequences we we achieved that okay so that was ss rajamouli now the rest of that interview by another 10 12 minutes or so can be found over at our RRR Sporter special along with Team Empire doing a deep dive into the film and that is of course a subscription service but you can sign up at empire.supportingcast.fm for just £2.99 a month or £32.99 a year and you'll also get access to 300 spoiler specials and counting including interviews with some of the biggest names in movies and TV the likes of Christopher McQuarrie and Ryan Coogler and Quentin Tarantino and Ryan Johnson and Ryan Reynolds and other people who aren't called Ryan we would be delighted to have you on board RRR I've mentioned it already I'll mention it again it's streaming now on Netflix so check it out if you haven't already you will not regret it and we're back next week on Friday January the 13th with the next regular empire podcast and tickets for our next live show episode 550 would you believe are on sale right now that's going to be taking place on Thursday February 2nd at King's Place London our spiritual home and to pick up tickets go to kingsplace.co.uk Right, that's enough for me. Enjoy your weekend. I'm off to wrestle with the tiger. Thanks so much for listening. See you next time. Bye. Bye.